Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. To the radio station that supports you heart and soul. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. It's Wednesday, February 8th. Good morning, Relevant Radio family. Welcome back to the final hour of Morning Air as we continue with day three of our Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverins and producer Sarah Tafoya. Thanks so much for joining us all across America and beyond here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It is so good to be with you this morning. I want to, first of all, say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your outstanding support. We hit our goal, folks, uh, in the first hour. 55 gifts, nearly $17,000 in donations. So much appreciated. You guys are so outstanding. Uh, And that's not even counting uh, the Morning Air Rewind uh, the hour before that, uh, 5,000 plus for the really super early uh, bird contributions. By noon today, we are going to be at the midway point of our pledge drive, but we still have a way to go to reach our $3 million goal by Friday, 5 p.m. Central. I have great faith in you, our relevant radio family. You've come through time and time again, and I have no doubt that you will do it uh, once again. Uh, We need your help here this morning to set the tone for the rest of the day. Uh, We're looking for 100 people, 100 brothers and sisters in Christ to step up to the plate uh, here in this 7 a.m. Central Time, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Time uh, here on RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app, or you can give us a call if your heart is touched by what we're doing, 877-291-0123. Please open your heart. Give from the heart. Do it in honor of the upcoming Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, our Blessed Mother Mary, and her intercession in your life. And on Wednesdays, I always take a, a real brief moment to, to remind you to pray to St. Joseph. Let's not forget St. Joseph, the husband of our Blessed Mother Mary and the foster father of Jesus. He is a powerful, powerful intercessor, so go to Joseph. We start every hour in gratitude during uh, the pledge drive uh, and in prayer with the powerful memorial invoking the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary, the Mother of God, to help us with our pledge drive and for an end to legal abortion in our nation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of the unborn, and patroness of relevant radio, Pray for us, Blessed Mother. St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of Relevant Radio, pray for us. I get emotional when I, when I think of uh, Our Lady and St. Joseph. It, it's, just, it's so moving. We always pray, come Holy Spirit, come. And we pray, Jesus, I trust in you every morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to bring in Glenn and Sarah. Glenn, uh, Sarah, 
Our listeners are amazing uh, coming through big time uh, here in the last hour, but we've got a ways to go. Yeah, we certainly do. World's greatest listeners. So we got them. And, uh, you know, just listen to how that has touched John. Thank you so much for your generous support at 877-291-0123 or online at relevantradio.com. And we'll give you many opportunities all hour long to give and tell you more about that. Share some miracle moments, too. Sharing a few news headlines right now. The State of the Union address delivered by President Biden last night. He touted his infrastructure bill. Republicans took exception to his claims about uh, Republicans wanting to cut Medicare and Social Security. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, gave the rebuttal for the Republicans, saying a new generation of Republican leadership is is being called for. Elsewhere, just uh, big and sad news out of Turkey and Syria, that uh, death toll from the magnitude 7.8 earthquake with the 7.5 aftershock on Sunday, over 11,000 dead now. And coming up on that 72-hour mark, so critical, rescuers say, for finding people, many still stranded, many, many still stranded under the rubble, a baby born under the rubble the other day. Sadly, the mother did not make it. But uh, again, that search uh, really working hard here and, you know, it passed that 72 hour mark. Very, very critical day for the folks in uh, in Turkey and Syria, as well as many years to come. That's how long it'll take to rebuild, John. And as we heard from our uh, Rome correspondent, Ashley Narona, last hour, we need to uh, unite our prayers with those of the Holy Father as we continue to pray uh, for all those suffering uh, people in Turkey and Syria. Uh, on a much lighter note, uh, NBA history was made in Los Angeles last night, as heard on TNT. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. What a great moment for the King, LeBron James, with Kareem on hand, and he did it with a fadeaway jump shot uh, in Michael Jordan-like fashion. Glenn, what a night. He was so happy to get that job done. I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about, and um, I would never, ever, in a million years, uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. It truly was uh, a big night. They, they lost the game, but uh, he had a great uh, great game with 38 points. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, as always, uh, Glenn. Really appreciate it. We're going to take a short break when Morning Air continues. We're going to talk football and faith. Father Richard Rocha, the chaplain of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, will be with us to preview Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and the Eagles. So stay with us. There is much more to come here on Morning Air after a word from our Relevant Radio CEO, Father Rocky. Wake up, America. This is Morning Air. And welcome back to the final hour of Morning Air as we continue with day three of our Relevant Radio Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive on this Wednesday morning. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us. This is our big week, our Super Bowl week during this Winter Pledge Drive. Thanks so much for opening your heart and giving from the heart. We really do appreciate it and we really do need your help this hour and this morning. And now let's talk some football and faith. 
Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles will square off with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57 this Sunday in Glendale, Arizona. Both are number one seeds. Both have records of 14 and 3. The Eagles routing the injured San Francisco 49ers to win the NFC title game. And the Chiefs beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 in a fantastic AFC championship game as heard on Westwood One. Moving pocket. Mahomes looking. Right side throws. End zone. Touchdown. Travis Kelsey. We are tied at 20. 45-yard attempt. Looking for the lead. Bucker. Snap. Placement. Bucker's kick. He's got it. And it is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. The Chiefs win the AFC Championship and get revenge against the Bengals 23-20 the final at Arrowhead. And what a moment it was. The Chiefs Harrison Butker with ice water in his veins. He kicks three field goals in the AFC title game, including the game winner in dramatic fashion to send the Kansas City Chiefs to Super Bowl 57. Joining us now is Father Richard Rocha, the Catholic chaplain for the Kansas City Chiefs, to talk about the upcoming Super Bowl 57. Father Rocha serves as the pastor at St. Robert Bellarmine Catholic Church in Blue Springs, uh, Missouri. He's also the chaplain for the Kansas City Royals and the Kansas City Police Department. Good morning, Father Rocha. Thank you so much for joining us. It is so good to be with you once again here during a Super Bowl week. Great, John. It's great to be with you this morning as well. Father Rocha, as a former high school and college football coach, you know what it's like to be on the field. You you know that feeling. Uh, tell us now, as a Chiefs chaplain, how special was it? How big of a win was it for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game? Oh, it was huge, and uh, making the right plays at the right time, and also too in regards to Harrison. You know, he makes a, a very crucial tackle on on a run back that. Uh, you know that uh, you think would be routine, but no, uh, most kickers aren't aren't that good at tacklers. So he made a heck of a play there uh, as well. But it was pandemonium. Um, what a great way to finish uh, these playoffs and in in, into the Super Bowl was to a, another great team in the Philadelphia Eagles. If I may just say another word about your amazing place kicker, Harrison Butker, he is really is money. He's done this many times before. This is not the first time that he's won it in dramatic fashion. No, and then plus with being hampered by uh, by an injury early on in the season, and uh, uh, and again working through that, it was just uh, oh, it's just I'm so so uh, pleased and. And uh, to know that, that, yes, he was uh, blessed in a a very special way uh, to be uh, there at that important time. Uh, Father, you know the spiritual side of of Harrison Butker. He is a a serious Catholic. How important is his Catholic faith to him on and off the field? Oh, he, I had shared this before, you know, he definitely wears it on his sleeve. Um, He has those opportunities uh, to evangelize and... uh, Again, to to work with uh, with the different men on the team, obviously. Uh, but no, what a what a great and a very strong faith that he has. 
Absolutely. And now uh, you leave for Arizona and the Super Bowl on Friday. How special is it for you to be going to the Super Bowl once again as uh, the chaplain uh, of the Chiefs? Oh, a very special. I, um, you know, the people said, well, you have a undefeated, uh, you're undefeated in Super Bowls, which is only one. Uh, obviously, COVID prevented uh, me going to the uh, our second Super Bowl uh, these past four years. But, uh, but no, it's, it's going to be extra special. I um, just uh, throughout the season, it's just been a wonderful bond and, and uh, a relationship. And yes, it's uh and they, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to football, baseball, what have you, uh, they, they want to just kind of, Hey, this is routine. You know, we're in, we're not in uh, at the Stony Creek hotel and in, in independence, Missouri, we're, you know, we're at another hotel in, in Arizona and, and it's going to be the uh, same time and, and uh, same priest chaplain and and, uh, and server and and uh, the mass will go on. So again, they, you know, you want to try to stay routine and, and instead of breaking out of that. So, Father Rocha, uh, what's it like being the chaplain for the Chiefs, uh, especially after being immersed in football for so much of your life, uh, playing the game, coaching at the high school and at the college level? Now the good Lord gives you uh, this incredible privilege to be able to to be with uh, a Super Bowl uh, team. It's uh, I had shared again this before, maybe in a few other interviews, but you know, uh, being a being, growing up loving the sport of football and playing on the high school level and then the small college level, and yes, I wanted to be a football coach on the high school level, on the college level, and and uh, who doesn't want to win state championships and national championships? And then you know, I think every every young coach, you know, yes, once gets that nudge and and has that desire to, boy, could I ever coach on the NFL level and and then obviously ultimately win a, a Super Bowl ring and. And uh, God had another path for me in order to get that, <laughs> in order to get that Super Bowl ring. And you just cannot outdo him in, in generosity. I thought I would be entering to the priesthood and, and not seeing um, uh, the sport again. But this it really does bring, a, a, you know, just a uniqueness uh, to myself, especially just having having been on the two levels and not on the third. But uh, uh, but truly um, having that aspect and. And uh, just being able to uh, being able to apply that through my priesthood. We're joined this morning by Father Richard Rocha, the chaplain of the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Father, what is your sense uh, of the overall feeling of the Chiefs uh, during this uh, Super Bowl week, going into their third Super Bowl in the last four years, taking on a very very tough Philadelphia Eagles team? Yes, uh, you know the great thing, obviously. Uh, you know the the uh, player that gets the ball um, right off the bat each and every time uh, with with Mahomes is very special, very unique, and and a deep Christian uh, faith he has as well. Um, but uh, it's almost expected, you know, with the what they've been uh, brought forth. He uh, definitely carried us um, these last four years, obviously uh, into the these um, deeper into the season and. And uh, it is expected uh, in a way. It's that uh, even though that you can look at our team makeup now from three years ago, and uh, totally, totally different. Obviously, uh, very few starters uh, were uh, started that Super Bowl game as well. So, um, a very special team uniqueness. I, from from uh, upper management to Coach Reed to 
throughout the uh, assistant coaches and and uh, and staff. It it just seems uh, they're you know again uh, more of one one heartbeat and same mission and uh, again let's bring this. But the faith is is first and foremost after they check in. You know, boy, they you know it's it's our baseball uh, our uh, chapel service and then also the Catholic mass that happens right off the bat. So um, that's what something very very special. Um, I think, in the Chiefs organization. And uh, speaking of, of Patrick Mahomes, uh, the guy was unbelievable. Uh, what a gutty performance in the AFC uh, title game with that high a- ankle sprain from the week before, and yet he still found a way uh, to play and to, and to win. What do you think of this historic matchup uh, against uh, the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts? Uh, it's been billed as the first time that two black quarterbacks meet in a Super Bowl and two realistic MVP candidates. Exactly. First of all, just the the toughness and the grit of uh, of Patrick. Um, yeah, just goes with his with his personality. He's such a winner, he's such a competitor, and uh, and really, uh, obviously, did not as, as you can see through most of the uh, you know the, the tabloids did not want to to come out and, and go into the locker room and get X rayed. Uh, uh, he wanted to stay there. He wanted to be with his team. I, I think that radiates throughout the the rest of the team, and you can just see the toughness in them. Uh, uh, that um, that happened uh, uh, throughout that uh, rest of that game, and then and then to the championship game, and yeah, so what uh, very historic uh, to be uh, playing against the Eagles, and also to another fellow African American um, uh, quarterback as well, and in, in Jalen Hurts. So uh, really looks to be a, a wonderful, wonderful, and very competitive game. Another one of the storylines has been the hype uh, surrounding uh, Chiefs tight end uh, Travis Kelsey and Eagle center Jason Kelsey. First time that two brothers will be facing off uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, Mom has gotten a lot of publicity. She bought cookies on media night uh, for his uh, for her two sons. And maybe the real uh, story might be Kelsey's pregnant wife, uh, Kylie, who uh, is bringing an OBGYN to the Super Bowl. She is 30 eight weeks pregnant father god bless them uh with their addition coming into our world and, and hope the excitement doesn't uh uh rustle up a, an early entrance you know into this world but uh but no that's a blessing that uh bestowed upon the kelsey family and especially the parents of travis and jason and it's just a great opportunity for another first of many i i believe mrs kelsey uh, i'm sure will be uh, there, but she'll be on the sidelines or at least supporting Travis because Jason, again, giving out credentials to to very important people, including his wife and then uh, the OBGYN. So um, I, th- I think we'll have the uh, mom, Kelsey, on, on, on our side. Please, God. And Father Rocha, a quick word about Chiefs head coach Andy Reid taking on his old team, the Eagles. He's the winningest coach in Eagles history with 130 wins, on track to becoming the winningest coach in Chiefs history with uh, 124 wins. He'll have many more, hopefully, by next year at this time. Yes, you can't get you can't get better than that. Um, you know what a what a very one talented coach, but also too. Uh, you know, one uh, a very a man of faith that's faced uh, many challenges, and and we're just we're just so glad that uh, that he's on uh, that he's on our team. Well, Father Rocha, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning. So much appreciated. Uh, your gut feeling: who's going to win this big game? Somebody asked me, "Does God really care who wins?" And I said, "No, His mother does." So, Our Lady Queen of Victory, pray for us.
I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, Father Richard Rocha, the Catholic chaplain for the Kansas City Chiefs. We need to take a short break when Morning Air continues. Personal success coach Dave Duran will join us to talk about the most destructive things to do in a conversation or during conflict. So stay with us as the Relevant Radio Give from the Heart Winner Pledge Drive continues. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. And welcome back to Morning Air as we continue with day three of our Relevant Radio Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for tuning in here on this Wednesday morning. We are headed down the stretch, the final half hour of the show. It is always a joy to be with you. And I just want to say real quickly, Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, You guys have been amazing so far this morning. Uh, We're doing really well. Uh, We only need, oh, about 58 gifts to meet our goal. We're looking for 100 gifts, 100 brothers and sisters in Christ to step up to the place, to to step up to the plate, I should say, to help us reach our goal. So uh, again, thanks so much and uh, and keep it going. We want to finish strong. It's not where you start, where you finish, as I always say. Now, our power scripture from the Playbook of Life uh, this morning is extremely relevant. It's from Matthew 6, 21. Jesus the Lord says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What is your treasure and what do you value the most? Your heart is connected to what you value the most. Our Lord Jesus Christ is our ultimate treasure. He is our true hope. There is nothing, nothing more important than our faith in Christ. Our Lord wants all of your heart, and that's what this pledge drive is all about. That's why we have uh, this theme of give from the heart. We want you to change your heart, to open your heart, to give your heart to, to our Lord. And so we always pray with great confidence that prayer from the Divine Mercy Chaplet that my good buddy Drew Mariani prays every single day, Jesus, I trust in you. Our number, if you want to be part of the conversation, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Now, we've all of us have gotten into a conflict with a loved one or someone at uh, work. The important thing is not how to avoid the conflict, but how to address these conflicts. Uh, there are some things that we uh, could do. Uh, that are very damaging uh, that we should try to avoid, uh, especially when having an argument. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. Joining us live from Fort Myers, Florida, is our longtime Morning Air contributor, Dave Durant, to share with us what are some of the most destructive things to do in a conversation or during conflicts. Dave Durant is an author, speaker, and executive coach. He is the co-founder and executive chairman of Best Version Media and a founder of Lighthouse Catholic Media and DE Media. You can always follow Dave on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Good morning, Dave. Thanks so much for joining us. It is great to be with you once again, right here, right, uh, right in the middle of our Give from the Heart pledge drive. Yeah, it is great to be with you. And you know, I, I tell you, I, I think about um, the. It's been twenty years. Uh, in fact, twenty years in a month that I've been on Relevant Radio. 
And so watching the organization grow, and by the way, go through growing pains and growing glory, <laughs> all sorts of great things, all glory to God. But um, I have seen incredible, incredible witness take place for people in all sorts of corners. I remember early on, I would it would be a rare thing that I would bump into somebody, you know this yourself, John, just in everyday life, uh, that listened to Relevant Radio because it was brand new. But when I did listen, uh, talk to somebody, they talked about how new it was, the concept, just the way that it reached them and the change that they made. And that it was this kind of private opportunity for them, you know, in their own car, in their own home to explore their faith further, sometimes a conversion or a reversion <laughs> or a deeper conversion. But now what happens is you go all over the place and you see Relevant Radio bumper stickers. You go out to dinner and somebody mentions something. You, you, you meet people and it, the work is penetrating very deep in many different places. And so I really encourage people to just pick up the phone because if you ever really want to check your work to say, hey, where are the dollars I just I just gave in order to you know uh, take part of the new evangelization, what's happening with them? Well, you just tune in and you can hear what's happening with well, them. And it's a good thing. Dave, you bring back uh, so many me memories. I, I carry around uh, this Bridging the Gap uh, Relevant Radio booklet from the very early days on the back. It has a list of the 14 original stations. We come from humble beginnings. Who would have thunk it that today we're in 210 stations coast to coast <laughs> and being heard internationally uh, in English-speaking countries all around the world. Uh, just amazing. It is truly God's work. It is. It's absolutely a phenomenal thing. So it's it's a worthy venture to get behind because really there's uh, <coughs> there's no greater thing that can happen than to influence somebody uh, for eternity. And we talk about everything. This is why I love uh, spending time with you every week uh, to cover some really uh, interesting perspectives, uh, you know, in the workplace and in the business world. And some you bring such great uh, practical advice uh, to our listeners. And to, today we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, dangerous and uncharitable words that uh, can literally tear down instead of build up others in our day-to-day -day lives. Some of these conversations and interactions. Can you talk briefly in general? general uh, about this idea. Yeah, you know, when you think about a conversation, what is it that makes a conversation work? What is it that makes communication work? One of the things is it's got to be centered on what's true. If there's, I remember, uh, you, know, and, you know, and from a practical perspective, anybody would know, understand this, but I remember some theological or, or uh, philosopher, I can't remember who it was, just basically said to, to keep things very simple, any conversation that is built on a lie is not a conversation. Any communication built on a lie is not communication. It's false. And so therefore, there, there's nothing really worth it in it. And so that's an important thing. But then also, we basically have to say, what is the outcome that should happen in a healthy conversation or healthy conflict? And that is to be understood and to understand both of those things. And if we don't play a role in trying to be understood and trying to understand and knowing that's the outcome then we can't actually get to a fruitful outcome. So if we're doing something to make it so that we can understand the other person, or we're doing something to make it so that we are not understood, okay, and sometimes it takes a little more skill, so we have to be patient with that, but especially if we're throwing in the things on this list, which we might have to talk about when we get to the next segment, there are, there are four of them that when these things take place, they absolutely destroy the ability to understand somebody else or to be understood because they heighten the game and they move it into an entire place of emotional conflict. And now it becomes about winning, not understanding. 
Well, precisely. We're going to talk about uh, some of these things, the four most destructive things that you can do in a conversation or during conflict. Um, On the other side, we need to take a a short uh, break. If you want to be part of our discussion, I want to bring in our listeners. If you have any thoughts uh, uh, about what we're uh, chatting about here, we're taking your calls for Dave Duran at 888-914-9149. We're going to take a short time out as we continue our conversation with our success coach, Dave Durand, the co-founder of Decided Excellence Catholic Media. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more after a miracle moment. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another relevant radio miracle moment. Hello, Drew. Hey. I just wanted to give a thanks to Relevant Radio and, and you and, and all the programs there. It's really helped me out in the last few years. Um, I have had a hard time getting back to confession. Uh, yesterday, I finally went, you know, that absolution just was a, a definite weight off my shoulders. And uh, and I just hopefully pray that I can continue to follow the Lord until the day I die. Oh, so. What a beautiful testimony. Take his advice. He'd been away 40 years. He was away from the faith. 40 years away from the sacrament of reconciliation. Try it. Go back. You'll feel that same weight left. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax-deductible donation now to support our mission at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Or call 877-291-0123. And uh, welcome back to Morning Air. Our final segment here is we are definitely headed down the stretch uh, here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm John Morales. Thanks for uh, tuning in this morning as we continue our conversation with our personal success coach live from Fort Myers, Florida, Dave Durand. And we're talking about the four most destructive things to do in a conversation or during a conflict. Dave, let's dive in. What is the first thing? The first thing is to interrupt relentlessly. Now, the reason I say relentlessly is that because there's a normal thing in a conversation where the person is enthusiastic or excited because, see, it's not necessarily that it's a conflict initially. It might just be a good conversation. And so we kind of jump in because we want to enhance the idea. Somebody says something and you want to say, oh, I can totally agree, you know. So sometimes that happens, but you realize, oh, you know what? I think I cut them off. Or... The person seemed to pause, and so you interject because you think that it's now your time in that kind of dance of dialogue to speak, and you realize, oh, you know what? They weren't done with their thought. So those are normal, and we have to have patience for both of them. There's a big difference between that and literally never letting a person finish a sentence. And that's done to control the person either because there's no respect for the other person. You just you don't care what they have to say, so you don't respect them, or you fear what they have to say, and it's going to hurt. Could there be other reasons? There could be, but those are the primary ones that people do this with is they're just, you know, they're not willing to hear what the other person has to say because they have such low regard for them. They don't feel they have the value that they don't, they don't have the right to speak or um, what they're about to say is going to penetrate their conscience too much to hear so they can't let themselves hear it. And it's downright rude. Now, the next one... Oh, it is. Yeah, for sure. The next one uh, has to do with marriage. Uh, uh, what uh, can uh, we avoid uh, in our conversations with our significant other? 
Well, I mean, this has to do with really anyone and it's name calling. Um, whether it's, you know, a, it could be a colleague, it could be a personal relationship, clearly in a marriage at all times, you just, um, name calling is, I, I mean, you know, let's, let's be clear. Jesus said you brood of vipers. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not that if a person is literally in a non-personal relationship, non-collegial relationship, non, you know, familial relationship that there might be a time where a person needs to label things as they are, okay? But that is so far and few between, and it has, it absolutely should be the type of thing that like when a person does it, they're saying, this is, we are now declaring war, okay? I'm going to interrupt you because this relationship is entirely severed. This relationship, it, you know, it, it doesn't work anymore. All the diplomacy is done here. And now the only way this is going to be satisfied is for us to, you know, take up arms against each other. And arms would be a metaphor in business for competition or whatever in, in actual diplomacy. It might actually be two countries at war. But we have to remember that as soon as a person goes into name calling, you no longer are going to be understood because nobody's going to want to listen anymore. You won't be able to understand because you don't care anymore. At this point, you've labeled that person something. And so between interrupting and name calling, there's no real way to recover from that conversation or conflict now because it's just moved in such an emotional place. Not a good way to uh, make friends and influence people. <laughs> no. All right. Let's talk about the, the next uh, most destructive thing uh, that we can do in a conversation. And this one is really a big time sign of disrespect. Yeah, it is. It's mocking. And, and mocking really is, um, it, it's a very unholy thing. I would be a way to say it. It's, it's the behavior of mocking is, um, to, to, to basically show such utter disregard that the person is completely irrelevant. That's what a, a mocking basically does. It degrades a person. Its intention is to degrade the person. And so because mocking doesn't have any actual value, its only purpose is to degrade, uh, then you absolutely are beginning with a neutron bomb as soon as it begins. And um, it can be also confusing to a person at first, too. And when you are trying to have good dialogue, clarity is very important. Dave, uh, the next one, our final uh, way in which we can act in a destructive manner um, is, uh, has to do with sarcasm. Talk about how negative that can be. Yeah. Now, by the way, sarcasm, this is an interesting thing. <clears throat> sarcasm is not always bad. It's actually a useful and sometimes even flattering form of, uh, of um, humor, you know, like especially when guys are together and they, you know, they, they're, they're sarcastic with each other. It's oftentimes the way they would build rapport. The reason I'm mentioning it here isn't because it, it fully has no value, but it's because it needs to be used in a proportion that is not overdone and it also needs to be used in clarity sarcasm when a person doesn't know if it's sarcasm is when it's destructive so if you're in a conversation or a conflict and already there's been interruptions or name calling or mocking now all of a sudden it's very difficult to read sarcasm okay 
Uh, and so it becomes the type of thing where if it adds further confusion, there, there's anxiety in the conversation which makes it difficult. So sarcasm really should be used according to the level of the relationship and according to the circumstance that is taking place um, so that it doesn't become confusing or destructive. Dave, uh, less than a minute, uh, your final thoughts. Uh, you know, you talked about something being unholy. Talk about the importance of growing in holiness and growing in charity uh, that we all need if we're going to follow our Lord. Well, I think one of the things is that we have to examine our own conscience on this. We can't just say, well, everybody interrupts me and name calls and mocks and is sarcastic. We have to ask ourselves, are, is there anything that I have done? Do I do that at all? And how can I improve? And then the second thing is this. If we're going to love somebody, we want to will their good, which means we want to understand them. Why? Because human beings want to be understood. And then if they're going to understand us, if there's going to be a mutual love, that, that's going to work together. So there's going to be constantly, hey, we're on the same side here. What can we accomplish together in this dialogue? And then stay away from some of the destructive things. Great stuff, as always. Really appreciate it, Dave. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks. Hey, pick up the phone. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Radio is looking for your support, and it's a great, great organization. Thanks, John. God bless you. Our personal success coach, Dave Duran, the co-founder of Decided Excellence Catholic Media. Now it's time for yet another episode of Glenn Story Corner. Our story today borrowed from a radio friend of mine, John Ingen. It's called Forgetting My Pain. Went to the doctor today to see if he could help relieve the pain of this migraine that attacked me. I was sitting on the edge of the waiting room, and a man walked in who looked as though he hadn't seen a shower in ages. He was shivering and shaking. He didn't check in with the desk nurse, so I encouraged him to do so. He told me that he was just there to get warm and would be leaving before they threw him out. I asked him if he had a place to go. He said, no. I asked when was the last time he ate. Tuesday, he said. Do you have a bed to sleep in tonight, I asked. No, he said. He'd been sleeping under a shed that was heated so he could stay warm. It'll be 14 below tonight in the Twin Cities. I have a bed, a warm home, plenty of food. It amazed me how quickly the pain of a migraine can be set aside when held in contrast with one who really has nothing. Thank you to Subway for the gentle words it's on us when we went to get him food. Thank you to the generous church who wishes to remain in the shadows of praise, but in the light of service, who gave him a bed for the next days and more food for both his heart and body. Thank you most of all, Bill, for walking into that clinic and sitting down next to me. It was an honor to meet you. From Hebrews 13:2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Always, uh, thanks uh, so much, uh, Glenn. Join us for our special family rosary across America tonight as author, speaker, and biblical scholar, Dr. Scott Hahn, prays with us. Tune in to pray for your intentions and intentions of families across our nation and around the world with Father Rocky and Dr. Scott Hahn tonight at 7 Central here on Relevant Radio. The family rosary across America, the happiest half hour of your day. Stay with us. More of the gift from the heart. Pledge drive in a moment. <laughs> 